Blessings to the world. It's your boy, King Matt. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Talks podcast. Hope everyone had a wonderful and blessed week. I know I did. Last week, I know I messed up. I got a few messages, a few DMs. I mentioned I was going to talk about how excited I was for Cristiano Ronaldo's return. But unfortunately, I cut my pod short before getting into that. So this week, we're going to cover it a little bit. Actually, I'll get into it right now. Um, As you know, I'm a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan. He made his wonderful return to Manchester uh, about a month ago. He's got four goals in three games. He's playing amazing. Um, I heard that his diet and his eating regimens are starting to rub off on the other players. Uh, They had a bonding dinner and players were looking at Ronaldo's plate and whatever was in it, they were ordering. That's the kind of influence that great players and just greatness, that aura of greatness has on people. You know, I find that when you're a young player, not just in soccer, when you're just young at anything, you could be a young lawyer. I think other lawyers that got that game, that got that experience, it's it's the aura about them. It's not necessarily, sometimes you don't have to have a name. It's just about your aura. Sometimes you have guys that have won 10 cases and they're relatively unknowns, but it's just the aura. It's that confidence. And that's what Cristiano Ronaldo has always brought from his first stint at, from his first stint at Man United to his uh, transfer to Madrid. Sorry, Juve fans, but you're about to get it. His wasted three years at Juventus. Jesus. And now to his uh, return at Manchester United. So I'm just happy. I'm proud. His mother was in tears after he scored his first goal at Old Trafford against Newcastle. It's just a beautiful moment all around. His son is playing with the Manchester United Academy. So just it's just a beautiful story all around. He seems happy. He's very happy to be back. His family, of course. His mother obviously wants him to return to Lisbon. But that's not going to happen for at least the next couple of years. So I just want to shout out Cristiano Ronaldo, the whole family, and of course my team Manchester United for making that happen. And salute to you, CR7, and good luck for the remainder of the year. A lot to get to this week. A lot has happened. Tons of things have happened. It's uh, We got elections. We got Justin Trudeau. Woohoo. Winning again. Minority government, because we know he's the kind of guy that might have enough to win, but not enough to blow you out. And we've witnessed that again. The race was really close. Uh, But Justin Trudeau has once again pulled it off. And he will be running a minority government. The Liberals were elected with 158 ridings, while the the Conservatives clinched 119, the Bloc Québécois 34, my boy Singh and the NPD only 25, the Green Party 2, and the People's Party of Canada had a big fat donut. Um, There was a lot of controversy surrounding just the thought of having this snap election. As Justin Trudeau constantly said that he would not do, but then turned around and did it anyways. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was very knowledgeable of all the party's policies and, you know, things that they wanted to change and whatnot. But I like to listen to the people. I like to listen to the future of this generation, which is students, children, etc., 
And I just like to listen to the everyday worker, just the different people's opinions, because I've mentioned this on the pod before. I find Canadian politics redundantly boring. Like, it's just, I'd rather take a nap. If I, listening, say what you want about Donald Trump, okay? You're going to get some sound bites and you're going to hear some really ignorant and wacky and out of this world shit that's going to at least have you talking, have you somewhat entertained. Baffled, yes. Enraged, yes. But you know what you're getting with Trump. See, that's the one thing that I can say about Donald Trump. You know what you're getting from him. He's not really like, he's one of those open books. You know how you used to look at someone in the face and say you're fired on his show? Like, that's how he is. He's going to tell you straight up to your fucking face now that you like it or like i understand that he comes off as somewhat um fascist and racist and you know belligerent sometimes with his speeches and of course not not um not putting down the kkk wishing uh giselle maxwell who we know is a well reputed uh sex trade uh, mastermind, uh, you know, saluting her and giving her well wishes. We get that Trump has done a lot of negative, but we all aspire, you know, we, we all want honesty from people. Women want honesty in a relationship. Men want honesty in a relationship, right? We finally, we, America had a, I don't want to say we, America had a president that was honest, but they didn't like it because his honesty sometimes stepped on toes. And I get it. Donald Trump, a lot of people say he's not a racist because he let some some black people out of jail. And to those people who think that he's not racist because of that fact, you guys are beyond uneducated. Um, it's to pander to black people because when you have powerful black entertainers such as Lil Wayne, such as Kanye West, etc., who support you, I mean, your arrogance and cockiness should only go through the roof, right? When you have Kanye West with a big smile on his face, looking like someone just bought him a Sunday and he's a kid with a fucking MAGA hat on, and he's telling Donald Trump, you make me feel like a celebrity. I mean, <laughs> the only thing bright in that room during that time were the lights, not the individuals. Let's just leave it at that. But honesty is what we strive for, you know, with politicians and whatnot, because we think that during their campaign trail they're being honest with us so that we can give them our vote but see that's that's the whole manipulation we're lied to about things we want to change by these people and i'm not putting o'toole i'm not putting trudeau and singh and the rest of them all in the same box they all have their own individuality right um, I, I like Singh, to be honest with you, personally, but the NPD just don't have enough support. That's the problem. They just don't have enough support. You know, Singh, Singh is a, he's well-spoken, he's a good-hearted guy and whatnot, but he, he just, look, it took us, it took America how long to have a black president? <laughs> Canada is still a ways away from letting an Indian guy become prime minister. Like, it's just, we sing. We love you. You're a great guy. You speak well. You speak from the heart. You do want the best for us. But my guy, you got to be, you got to really be realistic. 
I mean, I understand Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, they are stepping stones and they make everyone believe that you can achieve. But listen, uh, Canada, we're still sadly digging up graves and corpses of all those buried children. Do you actually think, do you actually, and, and keep in mind, keep in mind, we wanted to keep it a secret for even longer, but Trudeau had to face the facts and the Canadian government had to face the facts. But if, if these things did not happen, these are facts that they would not have faced and would not want to face and would keep buried. You think they're ready for Singh to become prime minister? It's not happening. It's not happening. And, and God bless you, Singh. If you're listening right now, I listened to your Breakfast Club interview when you were on, uh, I think two years ago. You're a great person, an amazing human being. I mean, I just don't see a Canada run. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to fathom. It's tough for me to real. I mean, Justin Trudeau got so much shit, but yet he still got voted in. You want to know why? Because a lot of people are scared of change. And Canada is one of those places. We will cheer for a guy that does a half-assed job consistently. But the guy that's going to come in and change the job, yet improve the job, we don't want to listen to that guy. We don't even want to be in the same room as that guy. We don't want to sit down and have a conversation with that guy. We don't want to even think or feel that that guy has a chance to win. This is politics. This is Canadian politics. I don't know what O'Toole wants to do. I wasn't listening. I don't care. I really don't. You want to know why? Because Canadians push and shove, kick and scream. Who the fuck did they vote for again? Who'd they vote for again? Trudeau's this, Trudeau's that, Trudeau's this, Trudeau's that. Liberals won again. Yes, it's a minority government, but they won again. Even during a pandemic, like, people are scared of change. And you old people, that old generation that still votes for Justin Trudeau because, why, it's Fissa, it's Pierre's son. Who cares? His father is no longer with us. God bless you, Pierre Trudeau in your grave. But his father's no longer with us. You can't be voting for an individual based on loyalty to his father. Justin Trudeau's been ripped to shreds in this last year. Ripped to shreds. Every time he goes somewhere to speak on a campaign trail or anytime he visits somewhere, he's getting cussed out. He's not getting cheered. He's getting cheered by the people standing behind him, the dick riders. That's who's cheering him. No one cares about Justin Trudeau. And and listen, this is not a shot. This is not me ranting about him or to like, I don't care enough. And guess what, people? Ask me if I voted. No, I did not. I didn't vote and I don't give a shit. Come at me all you want. I don't care. I understand that your right to vote is your right to vote. But listen, 
I won't lie, I did not pay attention to no campaign trails. I, di I didn't listen to the debate. I'm just not interested in Canadian politics. I'm just not. All it is is lies, is lies, is lies, is lies, is lies. Recycled, reconstructed, thrown right back on us. Lies, 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 lies. What will you change? We'll do this, this, and this. But only if you guys give us this, this, and this. That's what it is. We are manipulated on a daily basis by people we are supposed to believe in. Not necessarily trust, because we all know the government is the least organization and people you should trust. But I mean, there's gotta be, I have to get more than false promises for putting a check mark in your name in a fucking ballot box. This is my opinion. Don't we deserve more as a people? Doesn't, don't the future of this world, the children, deserve more? Instead of being persecuted and dug up? Kids gotta wear a mask in a classroom, the teachers don't? What? This is a joke. It's a fucking joke. Vaccine, passports, what's next? What is next? And don't get me started. I'm not, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm really not because I am sick and tired and I'm fed up of just the word. And keep in mind, 19 is bad luck. To all, whoever's turning 19 this year, oh boy. Say your prayers now. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Salute to the Liberal Party for winning a minority government, I guess. But I'm just not, I wasn't moved by his speech. I wasn't moved by his actions and reactions. I wasn't moved by any of these politicians. There was actually a private vote, just a side topic here. There's actually a private vote where students from across Canada voted on who they would want to win. And guess who they voted for? Jarmeet Singh. Trudeau came in second place. I'm telling you, Singh has support. But he's got support from people who Trudeau and the rest want to silence. The certain higher-ups are not ready. They're not ready for a Jarmeet Singh government. Although we all know he would be a people's person and a people's government and he would really push for us and our rights. Not ready for it. And it's sad. I think it's sad because I think we live in a world that has evolved to the point where... Listen, Kamala Harris is vice president. This is after Barack Obama was president. I mean, pre-Trump. This is after Barack Obama was president. And this is America. Literally the, the slave and racist capital of the world. So if they're willing to give a shot, why don't we give that same shot? Just saying. Just saying. Well, fall time is coming. That does not just mean hoodie season and jogger season great joggers yes ladies <laughs> but uh what it does mean is training camp opens in the nba and the nhl now we know this offseason there's been a lot of big moves historic moves not just in soccer but in the nba as well the constant debate of uh, the who is the goat between lebron james and michael jordan will once again 
stick out his ugly head this year as LeBron James has pretty much retooled the Lakers as we know he is the true general manager, not Rod Palenka. The Lakers were busy acquiring Russell Westbrook, signing Kendrick Nunn, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, bringing back Dwight Howard, among others, in their chase for their second NBA championship in three years, which would be LeBron's fifth, bringing him one shy of yours truly, Air Jordan. Now, in 2019, LeBron James organized a three-day minicamp in Las Vegas. This was the same year in the bubble, the bubble year that they went on to win the 2019-2020 NBA championship. Now, a lot of people look at this like, you know, this is LeBron flexing his muscle. You know, I'm the guy. I'm organizing this. I'm the leader of the team. Let's do it. But it's actually not a bad idea. What it does is it gives new players time to spend spend some time together, get to know each other, build some off-the-court chemistry, and just kind of uh, build from the off-season going into the season. We know that an 82 season can be a grind with injuries, um, with all these COVID protocols and whatnot. So I think that this is actually a pretty good idea from LeBron. I commended him uh, two years ago when he did it. And I think a lot more teams should do this just to bring the team closer together. Um, you know, there's different characters, there's different personalities. There's guys that are rookies, there's guys that are 10 year vets. Guys have stories to tell, you know, guys are still writing their stories on the court. So I think it's a really good idea. I think the Brooklyn Nets could use this kind of building. I think the Golden State Warriors can also use this kind of building. I think, hey, even the Montreal Canadiens could use this kind of team building just to get everyone focused and on that same level. Uh, you heard Jonathan Drouin. <laughs> okay, listen. Now you're going to hear a rant from me. Sorry to raise my voice. Shout out to the LA Lakers and LeBron James. I wish you guys great luck this year. But I, I, I it just popped up in my head and I got a rant about this. Jonathan Drouin. Mr. I can't sleep because I have uh, amnesia, insomnia, whatever the fuck. Okay. What a crock of shit. Let me tell you something, Mr. Jonathan Drouin. I'm very sensitive to mental health and all these kind of issues, which personally I believe you have zero of because I know the real you. Actually, no, I don't know the real you, but I know the real story behind this. Now, there are people who can't sleep. I won't deny that there are for many reasons and I could tell you that the truth will come out soon hopefully some some secrets are forever buried but Jonathan Drouin I'm not fooled you could fool everybody else but I'm not fooled I know what's really going on This is year five of a six-year contract you signed way back when. And here's what I could tell you after the five years of Montreal. $6.5 million flushed down the toilet. You've played on a first line. You've played on a second line. You've played on the power play at the point. You've played down low. You've played with skilled guys. 
play with fast guys. Let me tell you something. You are a 50 to 55 point a year player. That's it. That is the reality. All this amnesia and all this pressure and all this bullshit that you're telling people, you know what it is? You know what you realized? I'm a French guy and I'm not living up to the expectations of playing in Montreal. So you were up all night doing God knows what. I won't speak about what on air. But you were up all night. Couldn't sleep. What were you doing? Watching YouTube videos? Huh? Instead of trying to improve your game? Hey, buddy. You had Philip Deneau, who didn't score a goal in God knows how long. Okay? You were flying. Hey. You had two goals. You had two goals after what? Ten? Ten games? But you had some assists. How did Philip Dano outscore you? How? How? How were you put in every opportunity to succeed, even in fucking Tampa Bay, and you blow it? How? I do not understand, Mr. Jonathan Drouin. I don't get it. I do not understand. What is your issue? I've seen you have a breakaway and look to pass the fucking puck back. Why? What is your issue? I watch you on the ice. You're not that good. You aren't. The only reason why you're still here is because the contract Bergevin gave you and because you have a French fucking last name. That's the only reason. And no one wants a guy who goes 19 games scoring one goal playing on the top line. Who in the NHL would take you? The only reason why you have lifelines is because you're still young. That's what's saving you and that's what's saving your career. But my friend, you gotta wake the fuck up. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I've had I've had enough of these media guys and these people defending these average fucking hockey players. It is, I've had enough. It's disgust. I've had enough. Jonathan Drouin, I have a message for you. All that talking you're doing about your insomniac and all that garbage, let me tell you something. Do it on the ice, buddy. Do it on the ice. I want to see you do it on the ice. Don't tell me it's been five years you can't sleep. That's why... That's why your stats are, are that that average? It's been five years you can't sleep? And now you decide to make a big press conference about it? Come on. Come on. I smell bullshit when I smell bullshit, okay? I'm not saying that you're not going through something. I'm not that ignorant, which is why before I started this rant, I said, I do have sympathy for mental health. And if that's really what you're going through, you were really going through it mentally and you got to talk to a therapist and all that okay but don't tell me it's, I have insomnia I can't sleep stop watching porn maybe I don't know I don't know what you do stop going out every weekend and partying I don't know maybe change some things in your life Mr. Joy and maybe it'll help you and us win a cup because guess what? We got to the Stanley Cup Finals with you in your fucking bed, in your pajamas, 
Without you, we got to the Stanley Cup Finals. We didn't need you. You could stay at home with your insomniac and your PJs, okay? And listen to all those French media guys. Oh, Monsieur Drouin, you talentueux. Talentueux in my fucking ass. He looked good in Tampa Bay because he was playing with Stephen Stamkos. Okay? Don't cap. Do not cap for Jonathan Drouin. Now, I'm going to move off this because he's not that good of a hockey player for me to spend this much time on him. But, again, I'm going to reiterate because I don't want to come, come off as ignorant. Mr. Drouin, if you have a mental health issue and it's something serious and you really need professional help, then I'll apologize for my rant just now. Until then, you think about what I just said because my team, my city, and the real supporters of this team do not need players like you. $6.5 million. You see Shea Weber? Mr. Almost 40, pretty much dying on the ice so we can have a chance to win? That's what you got to do, buddy. We still waiting, okay? Guys, I wanna give a huge shout out. I wanna take this time to give a huge, huge shout out to a couple people that have helped me, that have given me great advice. And this is the team that I roll with. And this is the team that I'm gonna be working with and doing greater and bigger things in the future. Number one, I want to give a shout out to my producer, Mr. Christian Rod Mr. Christian Rogers, aka Meticulous. Meticulous is one of the greatest and best beat makers in the entire city. Fuck it, in Canada. You could check him out. Meticulous Media, meticulousmarketing.com on a website. Um, he mixes and masters this podcast. He takes the time to give me some pointers takes the time to listen to anything I have to say, whether it's a personal or a pod level. And I just appreciate people like that that I got on my team. So a big, big fucking shout out to my homeboy Meticulous. I want to give a shout out to everybody at Win Win Situation Music Group. Big shout out to Viva La Blue. Always supporting. Love you, my queen. Big shout out to every all the English podcasters, all the French podcasters in my city doing it big. From the Hustle podcast to Jofo, to the podcast station with Let's Talk, my boy Reno Var. Everybody, all the creators in Montreal, all the creators in Canada, love you. I salute you guys. You guys are doing great things. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to Mr. Holden. Uh, Holden Roy, Stephen Holden. I forget. I will just say Holden, okay? Uh, he runs a podcast on Twitch called Behind That Soup. Definitely go check it out. He interview some really good counselors uh city mayors we're talking dope underground artists from the states from here some from europe uh, i want to give a shout out to basics also really good local mc trip clip just everybody everybody who's doing their thing out there who's being creative who's inspiring um and who's just a part of the whole affiliate marketing and just growth of what we're trying to do and just build this brand up big shout out to all you guys my moon thought of the week this week um i have a little moon thought a little recap of the fat joe and ja rule versus which was amazing for new york city great for the culture of hip-hop i come from the culture of hip-hop so i appreciate it i know fat joe and ja rule from way back when um we know that both of their careers well fat joe still releases hits 
Ja Rule has obviously slowed down musically. Uh, we all know 50 pretty much destroyed him years back, and it was never the same. But it was great to appreciate Ja Rule's catalog. It was great to appreciate Fat Joe's catalog. And it was really inspirational to see both of them just on stage, um, just doing their thing. You know, you had legends like Little Mo, you had legends like Vita, legends like Ashanti, Nelly pulled up. It, I, for me, I felt like a teenager again, listening to Put It On Me, What's Love, Murder, All The Way Up, even some of Big Pun, um, Twins, which is a big pun of Fat Joe track, bringing out Remy Ma for that. It was great for the culture. It was great to see, honestly. Great to witness. Timbaland and Swiss Beats, gotta give you guys a huge salute. This versus is historic. What it does is it brings current hits, bringing us back to the old days, and it's just a beautiful energy. It's a beautiful vibe. Just wanna give a shout out to Fat Joe. Shout out to the Ja Rule for putting on a great performance. And another W for the culture, another W for hip hop. And it was just a great, great thing to see. Jarrell won, by the way, just in case you guys are wondering. Fat Joe's song selection wasn't that great. He was kind of getting killed in the first half of the show. Uh, he brought, Like I said, he brought the energy back when he performed um, Twins with Remy Ma. But all in all, great night, beautiful moment. Nelly obviously had to go hug Ashanti. My guy left from across the stage to go hug his ex-boo. Like, brother, if you were that thirsty, I could have sent you a case of water. <laughs> My boy Nell is getting hot in here. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining me for another beautiful and gracious week here on the Moon Talks podcast. Salute to all my fans, all my listeners. I love you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Peace and love, and have a great rest of the week. Love. <laughs>